0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Well, Russell Wilson may be having nightmares after the new signing by the Arizona Cardinals, Alex clancy Rock Locked On Cardinals. This edition of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Sometimes in this business, the timing just works out. Bo and I were talking before we turned the stream on and, and, and started the podcast. You know, let's talk Larry Fitzgerald, what's his future going to be like, and then lo and behold... It drops. The Arizona Cardinals are signing Malcolm Butler to a one-year deal. Whew. Finally, so step one of phase two has been completed. The uh, the details of the deal are yet to be put out, but Bo Malcolm Butler. At this point, it's like here's the list. Sign somebody. We're not going to look at the little idiosyncrasies of the guy's background. What his strengths and weaknesses are. You just need some warm bodies in the cornerback room, not named Byron Murphy and Robert Alford. And uh, you know, I'm you got to be excited about this move right now. I was saying it the other day. It's like any of the available free agent cornerbacks,
0: if you put on the Arizona Cardinals roster as it is right now, it's going to look appealing. You know, it could have been A.J. Boye. It could have been you know it is Malcolm Butler. It could be uh, Casey Hayward, and somebody's gonna be like, okay, well, this is this is gonna work because everybody's looking at it with a glass half full outlook because of what the Arizona Cardinals, how much success they've had so far this offseason, This is this is a solid move. Look, I, I, if Malcolm Butler is going to be one of the guys that you're gonna rely upon if you're gonna flood the position, maybe with his numbers, uh, it, it might be a response already, Alex, to J.C. Horns pro day that he had yesterday and the eye popping numbers that he put up and the realization with the Caleb Farley back surgery, the backyotomy uh, to use a medical term. Um, and the fact that uh, JC Ornn put up, you know, a sub four, that he's the realization that he's not going to be there at 16, that this team needs to be pr- more proactive in, in getting cornerbacks on the roster. And they had a guy who had four interceptions. So he would have led the Arizona Cardinals last year with that number. And, uh, you know, you, you got to appreciate it. I think, I think it's, a, it's a step in the right direction. I hope it's not the only move because you still can't rely on Robert Alford. And, uh, you know, Malcolm Butler's days as CB1, they're a couple seasons ago.
1: Yeah. You know, this guy came out of the woodwork, stole Russell Wilson's Super Bowl trophy, and parlayed it into a nice little career for himself. Uh, even though he sat out of the Super Bowl a couple years later um, in a weird Bill Belichickian move, But, yeah, at this point, you go sign another one, you would think that maybe Justin Pugh taking the pay cut paved the way for the money that they're going to pay Malcolm Butler, which would be around $4 million. Don't know exactly what the contract reached us yet. But, yeah, this is a step forward. Any point during this offseason, I've said this weeks ago, any step forward that's not not a step backward, that's a good thing. Any move that's not a bad move is a good thing. And this is not a bad move. So it's a good thing. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, if you haven't seen yet, the Arizona Cardinals have signed Malcolm Butler to a one-year deal starting to shore up uh, the empty cornerback room. You know, this is – now the Cardinals can kind of look at their draft, as you mentioned, in a different way. Not fully different. We don't know exactly if they're going to add another, like Casey Hayward, Quentin Dunbar, et cetera. But as you mentioned, J.C. Horn blew the roof off of his pro day yesterday. 4-3, 9 um, he had 19 reps at 225, one more than Patrick Sertain. Uh, he, he had a 41 and a half inch vertical. If, if my mind, if my memory serves me correctly, the dude's a beast. And what we've seen and what, when we've talked to people uh, from the draft network, especially who love JC Horn uh, for the Cardinals was that he's a little handsy, but he's a, <laughs> he's a physical corner and yeah. physicality is something that Steve Kim said in his press conference, they were looking for strength, physicality, and leadership. And, If J.C. Horn will is there at sixteen, seems like at this point a no-brainer. Doesn't look like he will be. Malcolm Butler, thirty-one years old, the cornerback room got better today, and that's a good thing. That's as far ahead as you need to look right now.
0: Yeah, and if you look at Malcolm Butler's season, you know, according to Pro Football Focus, and you can take, you know, how how you feel about PFF, you know, that, that whatever. I mean, his numbers were better than Patrick Peterson's. I mean, you're adding somebody in 2020 who had a significantly better coverage season than the guy who exits and I'm I, I would guarantee it. We haven't seen the money, but I would guarantee it's way less than what Patrick Peterson is getting from you know the, uh, the from the Minnesota Vikings. Malcolm Butler comes in. he's the same age, 31 years old. Uh, yeah, you want to up up the phys- physicality just look at the most famous play of Malcolm Butler's career. I mean he was absolutely I mean he he went in there and absolutely stole the Super Bowl out of Russell Wilson's hands. And uh, you like it. I mean, he's got a he's got a background playing for the Patriots, playing for Tennessee, who's been good the last couple of seasons. He's been on winners and now he comes into a team that is uh, that's just dead set on on turning the corner. And I think that this is a guy that could be part of the solution.
1: Yeah. And I mean, he's upgrading himself from a team with zero pass rush. I mean, you and I both you and I both got on the Tennessee Titans fantasy football train early. I think we both drafted right. We both drafted their defense last year, had one good game, and then forgot how to rush the passer, even with signing Jadavion Clowney. It's going to be different yeah. this year. He's going to have a little bit more weight on his shoulders because the secondary's not as strong, but he's going to have a pass rush that he hasn't seen since his Patriot days. So it's going to be something that he's going to be welcomed here in Phoenix, which will be nice for him. It's not like a... It, it's not like a, a backhand, you know, like you need one more piece. Oh, let's pull him off Malcolm Butler. That'll work. He's going to be an integral role of this defense. He's going to need to be yeah. an impact guy. And, I mean, a prove-it deal, maybe he has a great year this year, has another handful of picks, and uh, maybe a touchdown, and the Cardinals look at the salary cap next year. Maybe they stole somebody in a, uh, in a cap, you know, weakened year when it balloons next year. I mean, I don't see, even if this doesn't work, it's the right move at the time. And that's as far as you. You got to give Steve Keim credit. It took him, you know, a week and a half, but he finally got a corner.
0: Well, yeah, it's 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 waiting for a deal in the in the Twitter Twitter world, right? I mean, it, it feels like forever. But at the same token, it's like there's still quite a bit of you know talented guys out there, and they they were able to land a guy, and and I wouldn't be shocked if it's a, a really team friendly deal, considering with where they are as far as cap space is concerned. But now you add another. You add another name. I mean, this yeah. isn't just like adding, this isn't just adding a guy that had a good statistical year on a, on a good contract, but this is a guy. He, he's, a, he was a guy that made one of the biggest plays in Super Bowl history. And he, he has a, you know, Malcolm Butler, it moves the needle still. Now, you know, is he the same player? No, but he's still a guy that you, that's a, that's a starting caliber corner in this league and he's being added to a defense. That's ex- their expectations with J.J. Watt, with uh, Chandler Jones, with Marcus Golden. This to be an elite pass rush unit, and he put a you like we've said before, like you can put anybody in the defensive secondary. But now you had a guy, Malcolm Butler, who graded out over seventy according to Pro Football Focus. He's a guy that's not afraid to get dirty, hundred tackles. I just saw that on Twitter from Jess Root, who we had on the show yesterday. I mean, this is a solid move for Steve Kime. I mean, it's a he he fits the mold, right? Thirty-one years old, you know, he, he's had a lot of past <laughs> success. You know, the Arizona Cardinals, the, their window is small, right? I mean, it, it's always it's going to be wide because of Kyler Murray, but right now, like the the window is small. They're going for it. If 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 the if people haven't followed the tea leaves, they're going for it right now, and they want to not only just make punch their ticket to the postseason, take the next step in the rebuild, but they
1: want to win the NFC West. Yeah, I think the Cardinals just applied for their AARP card. They're ahead of the curve. (laughs) Um, Listen, yeah, good move, cool, and name. It's funny. Whenever I think of Malcolm Butler, I always think of Malcolm Smith. Was that his name? Uh, The guy from 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 Seattle when they won the Super Bowl. You never heard from him again. He's still playing in the NFL, but he didn't have that splash. He had this. I'm dreaming and everything is going the way it's supposed to for me in this dream. It just happened to be in the Super Bowl against Peyton Manning and he ended up winning the Super Bowl MVP that year, which was insane. Malcolm Butler, the behind the scenes on that specific play showed that he knew that play was coming and he like he he's anytime that you're a film hawk and you have somebody like that, regardless of age on your roster, it's a good thing. Coming up next, interesting topic that we're gonna bring up, and this isn't just. Uh, just clickbait stuff, it's a real conversation we need to have because the Cardinals' wide receiver room doesn't look that great either right now aside from DeAndre Hopkins, even though A.J. Green is now signed, uh, 32 years old, hasn't played well the last couple of years, whether it be through injury or quarterback play. Do the Cardinals need Larry Fitzgerald on their roster right now to perform, to make catches, to score touchdowns? And if not... Is, could he potentially go somewhere else? Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk about that next. But first, it's time to talk about rockauto.com. I love talking about these guys. They make my, my life easy. If I need a car part, I can just go online. I don't have to go to a chain storefront where I don't know where anything is. I don't know who to ask. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to look. Rockauto.com has everything you need, and it's just laid out on a website. Super easy to navigate. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and carpet. They have everything. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is, again, unique and remarkably easy to navigate. The prices at rockauto.com, this is the best of all, are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So there's no, you know, hike in price if you're doing stuff just for your car that, that, that you, you know, that you own personally. It's not, you're not a manufacturer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And also, if you've listened to this podcast for more than one episode, you know how much Bo and I love Built Bar. And I don't get sick of talking about Bilt Bar. I had one this morning. I had the lemon raspberry cheesecake this morning. We've been telling you about Bilt Bar forever. And uh, now it's time for to, to find out who, what the best flavor is. It's Bilt Bar Madness. We love this stuff. I know we do, uh, all the locked-on NFL guys, we nerd out on Bilt Bar. We're having constant conversations over which uh, flavor is the best. This matchup today in Bilt Bar Madness is mint brownie versus coconut puff. I'm not a coconut fan. So this is an easy choice for me. Mint Brownie is going to be the decider for me. Go to BillBar.com or to at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order, BillBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Malcolm Butler won your deal. Arizona Cardinal, good. Box checked. So now you have... By proxy, your CB one, and you have your CB two. You have your slot corner in uh in Byron Murphy, and um, you know wonton underscore noodle soup. That's an awesome way to spell wonton. Um, seriously, hope we get either Farley Sertain or Horn. It's interesting now with the mixture of J.C. Horn going bonkers and Caleb Farley having his uh second back surgery before the age of twenty two. You might. I mean, there aren't going to be the top twenty people taken before the Cardinals at sixteen, so something's got to give. A wide receiver could drop. You could have Caleb Farley drop, and you take a shot. Micah Parsons could drop. He ran, I think, a four three six forty. I think. Yeah, he, I don't
0: think he's dropping any
1: longer. Yeah, well, but it's the off the field stuff. I mean, it, yeah. it's off the field. The the stuff about the potential borderline sexual assault, sexual harassment stuff that they did had in the locker room at the at yeah. the middle of last season before 2021 year. Like who who knows? We've seen crazier things happen. St- weird things happen around the draft with storylines. Um, a wide re- like you could see Devonte Smith or Jalen Waddle drop it si- drop to 16. There's yeah. going to be five quarterbacks taken before the Cardinals. Let's do our math. Five quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, that's six. I'm terrible at this. Um, say <laughs> Jalen Smith, seven, Kyle Pitts, eight. And then you have uh Rashawn Slater, nine. That's nine. I'm missing. I mean, yeah, you know, say Patrick Sertain and JC Horn, yeah. that's eleven. Mm-hmm. And then there's just gonna be weirdness with other potential draft draft players before that. Yeah. Uh Penny Sewell, it- 12. Like, the Cardinals yeah, are going to get somebody going. at 16 that they, yep. that they may not have gotten in other drafts.
0: Right. I mean, you've got two tackles potentially going ahead of you and Rashawn Slater and Penny Sule. And then you've got, uh, you know, the corners. You've got at least two going off the board, you would think. You've got wide receivers, potentially three. You've got five quarterbacks. Yeah, you're, 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 your math, the one that you just did, probably horrifically off. But as far as you're I'm in sure the ballpark. not sure what to do with my hands. You're in the ballpark. And uh, yeah, the Arizona Cardinals are gonna have a player fall to them, and and here's here's where it's good and it's bad, right? Steve Kime's board doesn't necessarily it it's not the same as other general managers. He the way he ranks players, so he's gonna take the best player available. We'll see. I mean, the guy is like, here here's what I'm having a tough tough time with. Like as we're seeing the non traditional combine results because they're not in the underwear Olympics in Indianapolis this year, right? They're doing it in separate locations. We're seeing some pretty eye-popping numbers. Don't you find that kind of a little suspect? Like, uh, are are the guys on the, you know, on the trigger as far as the the clock, as far as the stopwatch, are they, are they the guys, are they like sanctioned NFL guys? Like, are these numbers like legit? Can we trust those? I mean, I guess, I guess we can tell, look, J.C. Horn's fast. Micah Parsons is fast. Yeah. Uh, you know, there you can't you can't tweak the uh, the bench press, but uh, I I would take you know some of the combine results. They're gonna be continue to be eye popping, um, but I don't know, man. It's they're gonna have a fall in their lap at sixteen. Do you want them to be aggressive though, and, and go and get a guy like Horn though, or do you want them to go get a certain? Well, or do you think okay, well they can they could have a, a legitimate playmaker and Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith um, fall into their lap. And then you've got this guy who's got the ability with how the Cardinals lineup is right now with A.J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins and and Christian Kirk where he could just fit in and do whatever he wanted.
1: Right. I mean, again, all of those storylines are potential and all those storylines are would benefit the Cardinals. Whoever they take, if they pick of all the top 16, if they trade back, like this could be a situation where I don't know. There's a hundred dollar bill on the ground, and there are ten people trying to get it. Or you could be guaranteed fifty bucks if you're just out of the race completely. That would be a trade back, and you could maybe accumulate some draft picks elsewhere. You know, like with, with with their lack of draft capital, that's a serious consideration, regardless of how potent the top twenty picks are. Now, to your point about the numbers, I don't think anybody's ever going to be like, "Oh man, we should have gone after the four four one guy." But we went after the 443 guy, and that's really right. gonna bounce us. I mean, Micah Parsons, what we've seen from like Devin Bush and Devin White, especially Devin White during the playoffs was speed really matters from the linebacker position. I mean that's not like a huge uh, a huge thing that people don't know. But I, Micah Parsons, like, that dude is chiseled out of granite. like he is going <laughs> to be an instant outside linebacker yeah. terror for whoever drafts him. The Cardinals probably aren't going to have a chance at him. They have a chance at Quidi Pay. They have a chance at the kid from Michigan. But at 16, Steve Kimes just going to have to decide, is the best player available or best position of need? And Did and you we, see his teammate, by the way? Did you see his Penn State teammate?
0: I didn't know. Uh, Jason Oway. No. Edge rusher ran a 4.36. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. They, yes, I did. I did. I had to like, double, triple, quadruple see, check. See, weigh 280. Was he the dude that weighs almost 300 pounds? No, he's he's six five two fifty seven,
0: but he plays the pass the the edge rush position, and he's 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 running a four point three six. Yeah, I mean, it's unreal. Yeah, uh, th- there's a ton of talent, and and like if you look at Owe, like some of them have him as like the second best pass rush pr- prospect, which is kind of a position that you don't really know. it's not not getting a lot of hype. You know, people are talking about Gregory Rousseau, and there's a couple other guys that uh, like have first round grades, but you know the Arizona Cardinals could be in a position to take the top pass rusher off the board. We talked to Jess Root about it yesterday. It's, it, they could be in a position to take the second, third best prospect at some positions. And, and it was like Mel Kraper saying yesterday, like the cornerback and the wide receiver, like they could go 30 to 35 prospects deep in this in this draft. So if you don't get one of the top guys, you know, you're not out of it. Uh, like you still have a pretty decent second round pick. You know, you could, you could, you know, bolster your receiving core. Or you could, you know, add a starter potentially on defense in the second round while still taking the best player available sixteenth overall. It's it's really an interesting interesting dynamic. Uh we I did see that Rap Sheet put out the the uh, numbers as far as Malcolm Butler. He's gonna get six million a year. One year six million.
1: Fine. So yeah. that's just if you took a pay cut, that's four of it right there. Yeah. You know, I mean we just have to remember why there are so many question marks going into this draft. And this isn't just nailing something that, that we've constantly been talking about. It's just the truth. Drafting Isaiah Simmons last year has ripple effects. If they would have taken Jedrick Wills or Tristan Wirfs, we'd be having a conversation. Should the Cardinals potentially move up to draft Micah Parsons? Should the Cardinals yeah. potentially... like Now the fact is they took best player available on the big board last year instead of a position of need, which the weird part is... Tristan Wirfs may have been a top six best player on the board if you redraft from last year. He probably would have been taken number four overall instead of Andrew Thomas with the with the Giants or fifth overall the whatever best, they draft. He had
0: like the best grade in Super Bowl history yeah. for an offensive lineman, not yeah. just for like a rookie. Yeah. I mean he right had an
1: incredible. Post- so post- that post- ripple post- effect is where the Cardinals are right now. Sure, trading for Andy Hutz was fantastic, but the inexpensive talent is getting wasted on a guy that didn't play 50% of the snaps next year, uh, last year. We'll see what happens this year. But the fact that they have Isaiah Simmons, you can't draft an edge rusher now. Or you can't draft a pass rusher now. Because that's supposed to be, if you do that two years in a row and you completely remove yourself from making another position better, like, it it, it would be a huge disservice. I mean, unless, you know, the guy ends up being a, a pro bowler, it's you got to go somewhere else this year just because of where they drafted or who they drafted last year. Alex clancy Locked On Cardinals. Final segment, Larry Fitzgerald, the wide receiver room right now. Would Larry Fitzgerald be the third-best wide receiver the Cardinals have? Would you take him over Christian Kirk to be the guy to get the wide receiver three targets? We'll talk about that next, Lockdown Cardinals. But first, betonline.ag. We've been talking a lot about betonline.ag. We love betonline.ag here on the Locked On Podcast Network and the Locked On Cardinals Podcast. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's over. You know that. But there's NBA and March Madness is upon us. We have games Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. BetOnline.ag is here for you. There's real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, BetOnline has you covered for all the new sports and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and free to sign up. So go to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. Go to the website, use your mobile device, phone, tablet, whatever, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Final segment. I mean it's awesome that Russell Wilson's going to have to play Malcolm Butler twice next year. Just to shove it to Russell Wilson. That's what he gets for for quote unquote not requesting a trade but requesting a trade. Follow the podcast at locked on AZ cards. We do have a link tree now. Bo Ah, that's right so you can just find every all of our
0: sites all our social sites any place you can listen to us uh it's all in one little link and it's on every single one of our bios especially on twitter locked on AZ cards you can also find links to alex and myself on that link tree it's uh really convenient we're uh we're we're, we're ushering ourselves into 2021 we're not just a couple old guys with microphones
1: that's true it's true.
0: Can I just say that, like, when you see Micah Parsons put up the absurd 40 yeah. number and you talk about Isaiah Simmons and sure he, he played like 35% of the snaps last year, like, isn't it, doesn't it kind of intrigue you the idea of maybe adding a guy like Parsons? And that's your linebacking core of the future, Simmons and Parsons.
1: I mean, yeah, that'd be like imagine those two guys <laughs> on the outside. Like, if, if they want to move, if, cause, uh, Michael Parsons plays outside too. So if they want to move Isaiah to the outside, like I I mean, we could dream. Yeah. But it ain't gonna free. happen. You know, like there are so this this draft is so deep. And we're starting to see more and more by the day how many high impact guys will go in the first two rounds. Um it it would be a nice to have, but not a need to have, and the Cardinals have a lot of need to have's. And and that's yeah. and that's where we are. And one of which is wide receiver. Uh, there was an article put out by Pro Football Talk. Mike Florio said, "You know, what are the chances that Larry Fitzgerald ends his career with Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay and goes and tries and get a ring?" And yeah. this isn't clickbait. Like this is across the landscape of of. I think it is okay, but but, but 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 maybe not as much clickbait as it would be just to the naked eye. Because li- listen, let me ask you a question. Larry Fitzgerald, I asked Tease before the break, do you think Larry Fitzgerald would be the third-best receiver on this roster if they didn't do anything else and just brought him back? Mm-hmm. Do you think he would be the third-best receiver? Or do you still taking Christian Kirk, who's 10 years younger, 11 mm-hmm. years younger?
0: I would probably take uh, – man, I would take Larry Fitzgerald right now just because he's been playing the slot. It, you know, if, if the expectation is for Christian Tr- Kirk to slide into the slot, it would be you know, a new position for him at the NFL level. Um, you know, Fitz is, is a guy that's had hundred catches in that. And I know that the eight it's, it's even, it's close. It's definitely close. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not buying into the, I'm not buying into the Tampa thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, but let me just, and the reason why I'm bringing up the Tampa thing specifically is because it's something we've been talking about over the course of, you know, the season. And then, you know, as, as we've trickled into the off season, Larry Fitzgerald is definitely capable of 70 catches for 700 yards and six touchdowns. He still has that in his rep, if he has the right route tree, and if Kyler Murray throws him the damn ball. Kyler Murray and Larry Fitzgerald, how old was? I mean, they're what fifteen year age difference, about? Like Kyler and, Murray and Christian, in, and, in Ky- and, yeah, and Larry, Larry Fitz? Fitzgerald, yeah. So, like the video games Kyler Murray's been playing since you know. Larry Fitzgerald was probably graded a 78 or an 80. He never was even alive for video games when Larry Fitzgerald was a 90-plus in video games. They just they speak different languages, and I, I think a lot of this has to do with Cliff Kingsbury and not knowing how to use him. If Larry Fitzgerald went to Tampa Bay and they didn't bring Antonio Brown back, Larry Fitzgerald, without breaking a sweat, nah. could have 70 catches for 700 yards and 7 touchdowns. Without breaking a sweat with Tom Brady, because that's the possession receiver. That's an upgrade from Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, whoever else. Gronk, Larry Fitzgerald would be. Well, they have no.
0: They have Gronk. I mean, they there's just too many mouths to feed. Larry Fitzgerald. We talk about you know even in Arizona, the Cardinals' offense. Like where did what's his role? He would be a lost. He would be lost in Tampa Bay. There just wouldn't be a fit. Like there is familiarity, right? I mean, he'd be joining a guy like uh, he'd be rejoining. Bruce Arians and, and Byron Leftwich and and Harold God, Goodwin and you know a bunch of guys that were on the Cardinals coaching staff but no I I just don't think that I I don't see it I I just I think it is clickbaity I, I you know a lot of people want to play the easy connecting of the dots with the former coaching staff being there in place in Tampa but like I I don't I don't get it I I think that it, it's it's Cardinals are bust for Larry Fitzgerald yeah. it, it's uh, it's he, he'll go off into this you know he'll retire quietly but like, think about this team. They have a massive void as far as tight end right now. Uh, he could play that role in the, in the, not actually play tight end. I mean, he's he's a I think he's an above average blocker for a wide receiver, which is you know a step in the right direction. And you know his his ability to make uh, get yardage after his catch. I mean, that's it's no longer to Larry streaking down the middle of the field in, in the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But he is a guy that he's a big body. He's still physical. He still gives the you know the Heisman pose to Father Time with the stiff arm, but he's he's still not the player that he that he once was. I think there could be a role for him, right? And I think you're right with that. But Tampa, let's let's not talk about Tampa. I, I think that's that's borderline blasphemous at this point.
1: I, Liz, he's the only person <laughs> in Arizona where not one person would be screw Larry Fitzgerald. It'd be oh man, yeah. He could have done this five years ago. Thanks for sticking around. Go go get your, go get your ring. But and I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. And also, I don't think that he's gonna be a high impact guy if he does come back with the Cardinals. I just think that in the right offensive scheme with a quarterback, with a quarterback and head coach that realize that it's not just him with name recognition. His hands, every whenever I think about that touchdown going into halftime against Philly. It's like there's something there still. This isn't nostalgia. Like, I've liked Larry Fitzgerald, but I'm not a Larry Fitzgerald homer to the point where give him $11 million a year for as long as he wants. No way. He's not there anymore. He's a wide receiver four. But he's... Damn it, Bo. He's still got stuff that they'd be wasting if they didn't utilize him correctly, if they were to bring him back.
0: And are you... You you gotta believe that Fitz is, is seeing these moves and be like oh they just added Malcolm Butler they just they just they just help fill some of the the void at cornerback like that's gotta that's gotta intrigue him. This like, is he's, eating he's vegetables for a long
1: time for 15 years. Somebody offering you cake and you saying no, I'm good. If he were to leave and playing with a guy like AJ Green, they
0: have a relationship. I mean it's I I, I gotta I gotta believe that Fitz is is getting if he hasn't been before, already. You know, intrigued at the idea of coming back. It's gonna be the money, and and, and just doing the. But the the money's drying up. It's you know, no, but it's the, not. It's not
1: like they'll figure it out. They'll, right, they would well, fi- And I understand so that. How much? And it's interesting. The the show that I produced, Jody Ayler at Fox Sports Night Ten, he brought up an interesting point today, and we'll get out of here on this, and we'll you know trickle this into tomorrow a little bit. And I want to add one more thing. Oh about yeah, it, as sorry, far go, as go. The draft me, but go ahead. Um, you can't give Larry Fitzgerald less than eight million dollars. What AJ Green got, right? Can you? Well, I mean a- AJ Green could make upwards of 8. So okay, so if you give Larry Fitzgerald, you can't give him less than 6 million dollars guaranteed as a respect thing. Can you? Yeah. You can. Yes,
0: absolutely. When you look at his age and his production in you know, it's still a Larry Fitzgerald is not naive to it's still making millions of dollars to play this game. It's not it's still a ton of money. Still, you know more than he's gonna make if he went into the broadcast booth or if he's trading real estate or whatever. I mean, I think he's he still realizes that if he makes two and a half, three, three and a half million dollars, that's better than most people can make in in a single calendar year. So I, you know, I would. It's very true. I I think he's 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 business savvy like that, and he, he can can still make a good living, you know, relative to the rest of the United States. Um, I, I do want to say this before we get out of here. As far as, you know, Malcolm Butler adding him, they can't be done at the cornerback position. Right. We got to see, you know, who's going to – who could fall to them at 16. I think that, you know, if they remain aggressive, they, I, I think they could add another veteran potentially. They could bring back Drake or Patrick. Uh, there, there are different options there. But think about, like, the ways that the Arizona Cardinals – because it seems like every move they make, the national – uh perception gets there's there's more um I guess uh people people are more and more intrigued by this this roster buzz? It, it, yeah there's a lot of buzz if they added a young running back and I'm se- I'm not talking first round because when you look at the 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 league leaders in in rushing they're all mostly second round guys if you can get yourself in a position and get a, a running back in the second round that you put into this offense it like people are terrified of this offense Mm -hmm. I think people are legitimately terrified of this offense with the prospect of Kyler Murray what he can do with his legs what he can do with his arms uh, with his arm and uh, you've got AJ Green and him being a second option for the first time in his career with DeAndre Hopkins Uh, Christian Kirk potentially thriving in this in the slot if you put a guy that could tote the rock and you could just wear him out like you got a Toyota Tercel that you could put 200,000 miles on you know guilt-free if you got Najee Harris, who's a football guy who drove nine hours to just support his
1: teammates in a pro day, be a cheerleader. I mean, that's that'd be huge. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this tomorrow because I want we're up against right. it. But there's two names that I want people to remember: Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma, who was at Ohio State, I believe, wasn't getting the playing time, went back, transferred to Oklahoma, was suspended or injured in the first half of the season, and just blew up in the second half of the season, and Trey Sermon with with Ohio State. If you're going to get a running back, it's got to be a bruiser. Travis Etienne is not a big enough bruiser to complement Chase Edmonds. You need a guy that can run between the tackles, that can eat clock when the Cardinals are up. The Cardinals have had a huge problem doing with Kenyon Drake at all over the last couple seasons. Alex Clancy, Bull Rock, Locked on Cardinals. We will talk to you tomorrow.